Have you ever been in a period in your life, or maybe it's a constant for you, that you have intense struggle? Do you compare yourself to others? Do you shame yourself? Do you berate yourself? Do you do the same to others as you see them struggle in a way that you cannot comprehend? Today I want to talk about it's just a struggle. In the past few years, I have found myself in a place that I did not recognize. I am a very organized person. I am very type A, and I continue to be that way. But going through a period of time that had a lot of psychological um, impact on me, changed some things for me internally and I found myself not being able to cope with certain things that I could easily cope with before. I would say that it happened the year of the pandemic and it wasn't because of the pandemic actually. The pandemic was a breath of fresh air to me that I can just stop. What happened the year of the pandemic was I started to and walked confidently down the path of a way that I have been always, which is I am able to multitask, you know, take on a lot and juggle different things. And I had been doing so up until that point in time. And so I decided I did it, jumped right in it again. And what became very clear to me is this time it was a very, very massive difference. I started balls that I can keep in the air. I started dropping and it wasn't because I couldn't physically do it. It's because that there was a, a mental block, an emotional block, and which became a physical block as well that prevented me from it's as if you're trying to um get your car to speed up and it's an old car so maybe in its heyday it can you know go from zero to 100 just like that in a few seconds and now it takes a little bit to get there before when winter happened you can turn it on and just start to you know drive whereas now you have to let it warm up and you know for 15 minutes and then you can drive or you'll find that if you just jump in a car and it's you know it's 15 degrees outside and you just start going just turn the key and start going that it's going to cut out on you or it's going to start sputtering because it's not warmed up yet this was confusing to me because I'm like I um, like what is happening <laughs> and I realized that I can continue to do it but my body my brain my soul was like that car where it was like you know sputtering like oh you're trying to speed us up you know we can't we can't quite get there and you're in my head in my brain I'm like let's go <laughs> and I started to struggle a lot and 
I started to realize because one of the things that started to happen is in my continuing to try to do that, my body started reacting. My blood pressure would go up. It would be up in the triple digits and not come down. I told the doctor to, you know, give me the medication. Am I giving me the medication? <laughs> um, because whereas I had refused it before, because if I, I was in a period of intense stress, um, then what would happen is I would, my blood pressure would be up. And so I'll do certain things like relaxing and stuff like that to make sure that it, you know, they'll come back down. And after I was out of that period of stress, it would go back to normal. So this was happening for a few years. And so, um, so I didn't have to go on the medication. I, you refused the medication, but this time it was staying up. And triple digits is, is what I had never seen before. And so it was like, wow, that's concerning. <laughs> and so I went on the medication. And once again, I was in a period of intense stress and overwhelm, you know. And so and um, I was like, okay, once I am finished with this period, I will, um, you know, get off the medication, which I did. But I noticed other things during that time period. I, you know, if I wanted, for instance, during the holidays, I would take my kids to different functions. There'd be different light shows and stuff like that. And there'll be about nine or so that we would um, go to. And so, and we would do this as a tradition, a family tradition. And so every year I would do that. And then the year of 2019, actually, so it actually probably it started before the pandemic, the year of 2019, I do not recall if we did anything. We we probably did. The year 2019, 2020, we did. 2021, we did. We didn't do anything in 2021. No, 2021, we did a few things. And what ended up happening is um, not all the children ended up going to every everything because it's, you know, one child was off kilter and us going out or them going out was going to make it worse. And then I went with the other children. And so most of them, you know, got to go to at least five different things. We went to nine, about nine, seven, seven or nine in total. And most of them went to at least five. So it was still a success. And so um, then what ended up happening is I, 2022, last year, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know that we're going to, we're going to do anything this year. That was after the finalization, the final finalization in April. And I had determined that I was going to cater to myself and, you know, um, give myself a lot of grace from coming out of that, you know, period of time going through each of these processes and wait hold on I all of a sudden started hearing an alarm and I realized that my daughter's feeding device was alarming because I did not put another pouch of formula in there so it had run out <laughs> I'm like what is that noise that I'm hearing <laughs> Anyway, so, um, I was, and I was like, okay, we are going to do at least two or three things that we always do each year. And 
I realized that the the thought of even doing it exhausted me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this year I said I was going to cater to myself, my mental and emotional well-being and refilling my reserves back, my reservoir, my internal reservoir. And so I decided that, and then as one event went by and another event, I'm like, yeah, no, we didn't end up going to any events and I didn't feel no way about it. <laughs> I was like, this year I'm catering to me. The last few years were very intense and there was a lot of um, masking that I had to do. Um, it was just a lot. And I am not the type of person who likes to mask who I am and what I say and, you know, my beliefs and stuff like that or go opposite of that and uh, or have my mouth closed to things that I believe that are not right. And I ended up having to do a lot of that in the in the you know, last few years. And so just that alone was, you know, very, um, very intense, <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, and so we didn't do anything. We stayed in, we chilled and, um, it was such a relaxing time for me, not feeling like, okay, we have to get up and go here, there, not having to look and see, okay, um, signs of any deregulation in anyone and is that going to affect where we go and when we come back because we can go somewhere and I can start to see signs of deregulation and then they're kind of fine when we get there and then we come back and boom then it hits and then you have to spend time you know whether it be a day or two for them to get back to that regulated state which normally includes just not a lot of stimulation which is pretty much and just being in a set predictable routine set predictable place which is our home and so we end up staying in um to get them back to that level that place of, of level and so um so then it ends up being you know i have many times said oh we can do this and that'll be fun and everything and then totally regretted it when we actually went to do it because either you know one or two or even three children just totally went you know just totally deregulated um or if this was just a little deregulation but it was multiple children then it ends up being a whole thing and especially if it comes suddenly and I did not expect it it's like where did that even come from? For instance, the year of the pandemic, or was it the year after, um, we normally would go to the orchard to pick strawberries and, you know, an apple. Well, no, we never picked apples. We picked strawberries, we picked cherries, we picked blueberries, um, red raspberries. Um, so those are the type of things that we have gone there to pick. And so um, after the pandemic, because I don't think they were open, they, no, they were not because the pandemic shutdown happened in March and that was just before spring. And so I don't think that year that we, yeah, there, I don't think there was, I'm not remembering if there was or not. I don't think so that year. The next year though, um, we went, that was 2021 and we went and uh, this is all outdoors. And so 
I'm saying that I don't think it was 2020 because we didn't have masks on. And in 2020, whether you were outdoors or not going to a public place around other people, you had to have masks on. And so it was not a requirement. So I'm believing that it was 2021. And I think everything was shut down because people were still trying to figure out how to do things. And, you know, and whether, yeah, it wasn't 2020, it was 2021. And then um, I, so we went. So we hadn't been there for a whole year or over a year. And so we went and I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, we're going to go. We're going to pick some strawberries. You know, we've been here before. It's going to be, you know, cool and fun. They like everybody eats strawberries except for the one child can't have strawberries. But um, this will be cool when we get out, you know, in the orchard and everything like that. And then we went. We were there. And then... Um, I was telling one of the children or, you know, because we hadn't been out, the children know how to walk. They pretty much walk behind me in a straight row and they walk in a certain order. And so, um, but we hadn't been out for like a year in that manner. Yeah. A year in that manner because we didn't, you know, go anywhere. If we went somewhere, it was like to on the trail to take a walk or whatever um it you know where they didn't have to be in a line so we weren't in any public area where there were other people like that so and we basically stayed in that year anyway so um so it was like they they had forgotten like how to you know walk and behind each other and stuff like that and between that and I guess that we hadn't been out in a public place it like that they hadn't been anyway I had been but I had kept them inside so um I would like sometimes I would go to the store and stuff I've had to get a house but I pretty much kept them inside during that that year so from pretty spring pretty much spring of 2020 to spring of 2021 and that's when we started to I started to let them come out again um among other people with stipulations like it being outdoors and we can social distance and stuff like that and so um so I had um so you know they were totally out of sync and then the one child because I was telling her to walk because you know we were social social distancing and so we you know the strawberry aisles are very small and so, like, really one person will kind of walk at a time and you, or you go kind of around each other or whatever. And so, um, when we were leaving, coming down the path, I was telling them to, you know, to walk over, like, right behind of me versus just splaying out on the whole row because other people were coming up towards us and I, you know, they need to be out of their way and I didn't want them to close them. So I'm telling her this and I'm saying, and I had to repeat to like three different kids, like walk behind and I don't, there's like somehow the brain didn't click or what, or whatever. And I was starting to get annoyed because I'm like, I, what, what is the problem here behind walk behind, stay behind each other, you know, stay behind the person that's in front of you. And then the one child started walking off into, you know, another uh, fruit field, like really walking off into the bush. I'm like, what the heck? And then so I'm like, child, what are you doing? So I had, I went there, grabbed her, put her back, you know, or, and she started doing it again. So it's like her brain was totally, it was off. And something about dealing with, you know, 
neurodivergent children where you have like ADD or autism. Um, they have this freeze, flight, fight, and now they say fawn is part of it. Um, <laughs> but if you've ever heard it, it's freeze, flight, fright, and freeze, flight, fright. <laughs> Wait, freeze, flight, fight. Did I say fright? <laughs> fight. And so, um, so basically what happens is if they are in a situation that they are not familiar and where there is an anxiety or there, or, and there is anxiety, then what ends up happening is they go in total survival mode and their brain shuts down. And what I am saying is their brain totally shuts down. You're talking, they may or may not be hearing, but whether or not they're hearing is irrelevant because the brain is not comprehending. The brain is not processing. The brain has said good night <laughs> is what has happened. The brain, but yet the body's still going. It's really very interesting. Um, I'm flabbergasted. It's like mind boggling, but yep, that, that's what that is. And so basically, so she was in a point of anxiety because we hadn't been there for a while and, you know, and somehow got to a point where her brain just went good night and her body was still walking and she was just walking off into the bush. And I'm like, what the heck is she doing? And so when I went to grab her and, and bring her back and she started doing it again, it's like, oh my God. So I was like, okay, we're done here. Let's go. You know, so that's what I'm talking about. I'll be like, oh, this will be cool. Everybody will enjoy this. And then you have situations like that. Then I'm frustrated and annoyed because now it's like, now I have to deal with this crap. And who knows how long it's going to take her to get back to, you know, regulated. And now we have to deal with this and I have to go through this whole process to get you back on regulation. <laughs> you know, so it's like, and all I meant was for us to come out and have a nice time. That is what I'm talking about. So I was like, yeah, we're not fitting to do that this year because I want to enjoy the holidays and I don't want no, I want no glitches. And so we enjoyed the holidays. I did <laughs> enjoy the holidays and we stayed in. I watched movies. I did different things. I cooked, um, you know, and I determined that I was going to enjoy it because there were periods of deregulation from, a, you know, a few of the children during that whole time. And I had decided because one of the things that I learned pretty early on is that the next best thing is what it's going to be and whether that time can include you or not is not of consequence because if it can include you then great but I'm not going to not do it because it can't include you I'll take those who can enjoy it but if you're going to kind of bring a whole dark cloud onto the whole situation and, and, and then I end up being frustrated and then everybody ends up being affected then then you don't need to go and that's going to be better for you anyway then you're going through this whole anxiety situation you stay in your safe place which is at home and then when you can join us then you will join us and so um pretty much that is what i the because for instance the first christmas that i've had had with my kids i got all these gifts and everything i was so excited and it was like a whole bunch of gifts and everything and my child was looking at it like, you know, with this just non-emotion, this, you know, 
And so I had intended for it to be something that was, you know, a happy time and it and it and it was like a overwhelm for her. Like I don't know if she hadn't gotten gifts before or something, but it was just not like oh excitement. It was the kind of the opposite, like just no like no emotion, just more like mm, you know, type of a thing. And so I determined that was another thing I turned for that point is, you know, I don't really give gifts during I don't give gifts during Christmas I give them things throughout the year like oh okay let's do this or here you can have that or you know if I know there's something that they enjoy that they have an interest in I just get it I don't wait for a particular time and then just bombard it on them all at once I do the same thing you know have done the same thing for birthdays and stuff it's like it's your birthday they know that they're gonna get to blow their candles out and they're gonna have you know a cupcake or a sun you know one of those big Sundays with all the fixings and everything like that and get to blow the candle and um you would think that oh it's my birthday coming up and they'll be excited to the countdown no it doesn't happen that way what ends up happening is there ends up being kind of anxiety maybe it's because they know that oh i get to blow out a candle but it's not today or it's not today it's not today yet it hasn't come yet it hasn't come you know type of a thing then when it comes it's like okay it happened and then they 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 it's like they it's like okay they don't be like, oh, today is my birthday. Continuous, like we, I did the candle. Okay, that's gone. And so, it, as I said, it ends up being more of a anxiety thing <laughs> than a pleasurable thing. And I have accepted that. It's like it's fine. I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool with that. So I change my expectation that it be something that oh, you get to celebrate this time or whatever. Cool, because that's not what they see it as. And um be like okay it's your birthday we acknowledge another year of your birthday here's your candle you get to blow it out you have your cupcakes or you have your you know banana split sunday or whatever um and then we go from there and when you can or if you can at some later point do things differently like be more of a festive festivities type of a thing then we'll do that and if it's not that's fine and so that has been the stance that I have taken. So Thanksgiving this year was cool. Um, last year was cool, but then Christmas time. Uh, and so what I decided was I'm going to enjoy the Christmas time. So I actually ate the Christmas, my Christmas dinner by myself. And then I gave them theirs individually. And then um, New Year's, I enjoyed it. I think I was sleeping or almost sleeping and I decided that if you cannot join me in this that is absolutely fine but I am still going to enjoy it for myself and so that's the stance that I have taken in those things last year I did not let them know it was my birthday I actually enjoyed my birthday to myself and I had a really good time you know um enjoying my birthday and because it's my birthday and it's like it's my birthday and this is how I want it you know I want to enjoy it privately and that's what I did and so last year as I said was a period of time where it was like okay I'm gonna focus on giving myself lots of grace um and see where I am a year from that point a year after that we a year passed actually literally almost a month ago not even a month ago the year anniversary to that passed and or came and so um i am in a much better place but i still noticed uh, some different things one of the things that i noticed is that um things that i thought that was a temporary issue 
has been continuing, <laughs> even though I'm in a better place, um, a much better place. And, you know, as far as my reservoir, it is definitely getting back to where it has been, if not, you know, completely back. But the way that I can use what's in that reservoir has completely changed. And that's because I decided that I'm going to listen to my body, listen to my, my brain, listen to my mind and if it's something that I feel or that I'm starting to feel overwhelmed about, I'm not going to push past it and be like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to take a step back because if I don't, I have learned that I end up getting to a point where it's kind of a shutdown where it's like, okay, everybody get away from me. We need to shut this whole thing down because then it starts going into uh, a whole a whole meltdown situation and I don't mean meltdown like I'm on the floor or anything I mean meltdown as in I get I get deregulated and I can sense when it's coming on like for instance this is a good example last week at some point I was doing different things um there were some because it's spring now there are some things I wanted to get done I was you know clearing out the house of things that we don't use anymore I need to put a shelf up so I can um, get the guinea pigs over the rabbit hutches and make more space in the living area there were what there was decluttering that I needed to do get rid of things that oh we're not using this and another thing that I did was I cleared I went through all of my children's wardrobes and cleared out I ended up with like five six bags of clothes that we donated that we that, that they outgrew and then I had to of course replace certain clothes um for my oldest daughter her stuff gets handed down to the other three sisters and then my son is the only boy so you know he gets you know whenever he outgrows things he you know gets a order but then his stuff gets donated and so I did all of that and and going through the house and then I I had determined that the first week of the month was going to be cleaning um like cleaning the house and doing laundry so that I don't get to the point where it's like oh I have laundry like this and that and it's a constant thing but this is a time of month that I'm dedicating to that so that I know when I see it, it's like, oh, it's not this time, it's this time of the month. And and then I focus on and doing that. I'm going to talk about all of that in another um, recording. But um, so I had done all that. So that was a lot of energy that it took for me to do that. And, you know, and so um, what and then I needed to get some work done but I couldn't get onto the computer, the remote computer that I needed to, to get it done. And then I started getting, I have my phone on silent, on vibrate. And that's something that I did from that time period that I was talking to you about in 2020. I started putting my phone on silent. And since then it has been on vibrate since 2020. <laughs> and we are in 2023. So, and yeah, this is past when the shutdown happened in 2020. So for three years, that's how my phone has been. And the reason for that is because one of the things that I noticed about myself is that I developed, and I don't know, I would say that developed is the right word. I would say that it intensified. I've always been sensitive to sounds and um certain sensations like for instance i cannot stand when somebody runs their nails across a chalkboard i also cannot stand the sound of a chalkboard eraser 
erasing on a chalkboard. It crawls my blood. Cannot stand that. I cannot stand the feel and sound of rubbing your hand against velvet or corduroy. <laughs> and so there are certain sensations and sounds that bother me. And so, and that has always been the case. Um, I do not like wearing tights. They make me itch. Um, so we're here in wintertime. I, you know, tights is something that you utilize so that you are warmer. I cannot do it. Pantyhose, mm -mm. even leggings that are just on my skin like that. I cannot take it. It makes me itch. It makes me feel confined. I, I just can't do it. Um, the thing that works best for me is wearing thigh high when I had, you know, wearing pantyhose where like during the winter, I would start to wear thigh highs. So at least that way, if it started bothering me, I could just pull it down <laughs> and pull it off. And so, um, that was less confining, but still, um, I ditched that and just started wearing thicker socks and stuff like that. Um, so that type of stuff. And, um, I realized that during the period of time of, you know, getting all the finalization situated with the children, I developed a sensitivity to sound. Um, and I wear headphones most of the time. If you see me, 98% of the time, I am wearing either headphones or earplugs or something in my ears so that I can dull the noise around me and that has been something that has been ongoing and it's interesting because I look at pictures of myself and I always see headphones and I, I and, and you know that started happening from 2016 or 2017 2017 um that started happening um and so um yep yep <laughs> and so um I realize certain things. Now, one of the things that I started to do is that became kind of revelatory to me is I started to listen to people on YouTube, adults with ADHD, with ADD and with autism, because I have children that have those situations. And so I started listening because a child can't tell you or, um, literate to you that, oh, this is what's happening. This is how I feel. This, you know, this is what's happening in my brain during this time, whatever, but an adult can't. And so I started to listen to them because they can give me a point of reference that I did not understand. And I started listening and I started to realize certain things that they were saying because a lot of people don't get diagnosed with these things until they're older, especially women. And so I'm listening to these things. I'm realizing, wait a minute. A lot of these things sound familiar now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, especially the uh, some of the autism things. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> because there are certain things about myself that I've, I mean, that I know are quirky. And that's just how I am. I didn't, I don't think there's anything. I didn't, not that I don't think as if I'm thinking about it. I have no, um, question that there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I know that there are things that are different about me and I don't, and I don't have a problem with that. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong about being different. I love being different. I don't feel like you have to be the same as everybody else. And I think the, the way that society thinks that you need to be is ridiculous, but we won't get on that soapbox right now. And I've noticed these things from the time I was a child. And so, um, 
But my thought process on it is I, I'm, that's just who I am. And if there are things that I struggle with, then I just, I'm just, that's not something I can do or do in this manner. For instance, when I was in high school, you know, one of the things you can do is learn to type. Now I could not, the teacher, I couldn't do it how she was explaining I, I couldn't do it I couldn't so I'm like I don't understand what you're saying I, I no. and so what I did is I got my mother's typewriter out because yes I grew up in the age where there were that we had actual typewriters with the ink and everything so if you made a mistake you either had to use that whiteout um tape or actual whiteout and then tap over it mm-hmm. I'm aging myself I know I'm 47 years old I'm a 47 either I'm 40 I'm 46 make it 47 I think I'm 46, make it 47. We're not going to go through all that. Yes, 12, 22. Yes, I am making 47 this year. <laughs> and so, yeah, I I grew up where there were actual typewriters. Um, having a computer was a luxury. <laughs> and they weren't the type of computers. Now, we didn't have cell phones yet. They had pages. <laughs> pages were the thing. Um, and I grew up with, there were, I don't even think there were pages. Uh, yeah, but, or maybe they were pagers, but they were used by business people, like, you know, the police and stuff. But yeah, that's how I grew up. We had pay phones. That's, that's how I grew up. The rotary phones with, you know, and you, you know, or the phones where you press a button with the, the coil, the coil. And then, you know, you get the extra long coil. So if you want to be in the same room as your parent or sibling, so they hear your conversation, you, you took it. And then they came up with the wireless, I mean, the, the, um, yeah, the wireless phones. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's, that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> and so basically, um, see, where was I going with that? Yes. The, oh, typing. Thank you. We spirit to typing. So with the typing, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. And so I'm like, yeah, no. So I took my mother's typewriter. I got a book that showed you how to type. And I taught myself how to type because I'm like, yeah, I don't understand what you're saying and how you're saying to do it, but I want to take it, go through it and see and, and do it myself in a way that I can understand and in a way that I can get my body to move. And so that's what I do. Like right now, I don't know how to use the number pad with just my hand. I actually have to look and type the numbers because I could never get that part. But I know how to type with on the letter side part. I can, you know, type fast actually and type very well. And so, um, but yeah. And then another thing is when I, I was in elementary school, you had to take music. And so I took music to play the flute and I never get it. They passed me. I should have failed because I never even learned how to blow the flute. I mean, I tried and it just didn't work. And then reading music, just, no, I can't. I just, it just, <laughs> just didn't work. And I've always wanted to play the piano, but I always knew. And it's interesting that I always knew internally that I would have an issue playing the piano because the process of getting my two hands to do two different things at the same time was going to be an issue. And it is. And so, um, but I knew that about myself innately. I didn't even try it, but I already knew it. Like the one hand doing one thing, the other hand doing something else was going to be a situation. <laughs> and maybe that's probably you know, what happened with the typing, because with the typing, you type in different letters here and there, but you're not doing it at the same time, because one finger typed the letter, and then the other finger from the other hand, so, but, 
you know, but the, maybe the fact that I had had an issue learning to type and using my two hands at the same time like that was the precursor to not being able to, um, was the precursor to not being able to do that and knowing that I had difficulty, you know, the coordinating both sides of my body at the same time. And so, um, so that's one of the things that I decided that I want to do. I at least want to learn because now what they actually have is, and I couldn't read the notes. I could not read the doggone music notes, man. And so, um, but now they actually make compensation for that where you can use color, colored circles, or you can use the letters and be able to play music that way without having to read notes. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. So I actually, one of the things I want to do with my children is for them to learn how to play an instrument or instruments. They don't have to play to, you know, level of, oh, you're, you know, in a band and all, but just to learn how to play, you know, simple melodies and stuff like that is something that I want them to do. So I got a keyboard uh, for them to do so. And I decided I was going to learn too. And then I got a drum set, you know, and then because I'm like, well, because I know I struggle with the keyboard and I know I'm also dealing with new neurodivergence. Um, I'm like, I don't, they may have a struggle. So I figured the, the drums would be better. So I got an electric drum set. And then as I, and I'm like, well, I'll learn too, because how am I going to teach them if I don't know? And so, and then I realized, wow, this is going to be challenging too, because with the drums, one hand is doing one thing. The other hand is doing something else at the same time. And your feet are both doing different things. So it's like your four limbs at the same time are doing different things. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be interesting because if I'm struggling with this, how, how are they going to handle it? Um, so so I mean, but we gonna still we gonna still try you. You don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, they may get it or whatever, and end up being good at it. So, but I definitely want them to learn and to try and because, and I'm gonna do it too, even though that's something that I struggle with. So we gonna learn and get it done together, even if we just do simple, you know, songs. That's fine. But we gonna we gonna do it together. And so, um, one of the things that I, um, one of the things that I. Um, that's one of the things that I want to do and that we are doing. And so that's one of the things that I found about myself. And, and then I'm looking at these videos with the drum thing and I'm, you know, falling along with them, but I'm, I'm like, I, I, you know, I have to pause it and then I have to go through. And what I found very interesting in doing it is when they are telling you, okay, this one, this many times, and this is the beat, you know, one and two and three and four, it's like, what, what, <laughs> what? But when I look at them and they are just playing the beat, I realize I can follow along with them when they're not saying anything. And I can actually mirror what they're doing on the drums better than when they are explaining it based on the beat that they are following. Like one and two and three. And then you, you, you hit this on this. And I'm like, confused, confusion. <laughs> like... Uh, you know, y'all are going too fast. And so I find things about like that about myself. But I, as I said, never, and then another major thing, which caused, you know, one of the reasons why I decided to contact a psychiatrist that um, I had my daughter evaluated with about 
evaluated with for autism because I saw a lot of things myself once I would list, was listening to these adults talking about certain characteristics that they had. And I was like, huh, because as I said, a lot of the characteristics I have seen within myself. And um, so I'm like, well, that would be interesting if that's something that they would diagnose me with. Uh, I wouldn't think anything of it because as I said, I know that I'm different. I've always been different and I embrace that. I have no you know, problem with that. I've never taken that as to there was something wrong with me because I don't do things the way everybody else does and that I do things differently. I mean, when I was younger, it was like, annoying because it's like people want you to be in this box and that annoyed me rather than just letting you be yourself and to see that there was nobody that I can really connect with because most people were one way and I was a whole nother way and I didn't have anybody that was like me and so um it was very alienating um, when I was younger and when you're younger, it tend to, so I'm, you know, I pretty much keep to myself and, but I've never been that type of person who want a whole lot of people around me anyway. So it kind of works out with my personality, but I'm like, that would be interesting. And, um, so the struggle that I've seen, it intensified. And one of the things, you know, with certain things, like for instance, um, the house I have I am I have a struggle keeping my house clean and not because I don't know how to clean because I do I know how to clean very well the struggle for me is the overwhelm of how much I have to do to keep a house clean like to keep it clean clean and my definition of what clean is and to do it and then realize and understand rather not realize but understand that I can do it and then the next the next five minutes is going to get messed up it's not going to stay that way. Like when I was living with the just me, it wasn't a, that much of a problem because it's going to stay that way for as long as I want it to stay that way. You know, the cats may walk on stuff and you see their little paw prints over it, but for the most part, they're going to stay the way. But having the differential, like I can go clean our bathroom, the bathroom is nice and clean. And then I go back in there and there's a urine drop on the toilet seat, a urine drop on the floor. And it's like, or somebody used the lotion and they used too much lotion and now there's lotion started and I've just cleaned. I just cleaned and it was spotless and it was shining. There were no streaks and now here we are. So it's like, and that would drive me up the wall, like to go put all that work into that and then, then it get messed up, uh, you know? So I've had to go through a process of redefining um, that and being okay with that. And like, this was my definition of what clean is. And yes, it still is my definition of what absolute clean is. But our definition, what we're attaining to is not level A, but it's more level B or level C. So that way, if I clean, I don't stay there and clean until every single dirt or stain or whatever has totally dissipated because I know I turn around five minutes later it's gonna be somewhere because somebody gonna use the bathroom and it's not like I cannot have anybody use the bathroom I know if I clean the stove and it's shining spotless you looking at it like oh my god look at it just gleaming that I'm gonna have to turn around and cook in the next 30 minutes and there's gonna be you know um, oil splatter, you know, because as much as you put the lid on and you have to take it off to put the seasoning in, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get disrupted. So I've had to deal with myself with that. 
I don't have OCD, but I like things a certain way. And, and it's like, you know, so I've had, that has been something that I've had to deal with and change from this level A to, as I said, level B, C, where good enough is wonderful. So I'll go and I'll clean the bathroom. And if I do the tub once or twice and I still see a spot, I still see a spot where there's a little grime that I didn't get. I don't go back and do the whole tub again. I leave it alone. Okay, I've already spent 15 minutes here. I did it twice already. It's good enough. Moving on because somebody going to go in there and bathe and it's going, what's going to be the point of getting that one spot and sitting here front because that's what I would do when I would clean. I would be there for hours just getting it just you know, really getting it perfect and spotless. Like, I don't want to see no spots. I don't want to see no stains. I don't want to see no grime. Everything has to go. And so I would take so long to get there. So I would take a long time to clean the bathroom. I would take a long time to clean the living room because it's okay. You get the pet fur up and then you, you know, wipe down everything. And then, okay, now the windows have to wipe down too. Oh, the fan has to wipe down and this. And then, and then now I have to go to the floor and I would get down on my hands and knees and do the floor so that every streak of dirt gone. Now, during that year, actually cleaning was not a priority for me. It really wasn't because it just wasn't. It was everybody need to be fed. Everybody need to be, you know, everybody fed and everybody good. That was a priority. <laughs> that was a priority last year. And then my daughter, make, you know, with her feeding issues that she had, we ended up putting back in her G-tube. That was the priority last year. And my mental health from previously you know, dealing with that and, and not being, you know, not adding to that, but giving my body and my mind and my soul rest. That was a priority. So the house was not clean very often last year, but this year, and I said, by the, by the anniversary of year one, I'm going to gear up to that so that I'm emotionally, physically, and mentally able to, you know, do it. And I need to figure out how to do it because when I didn't have kids, I would have somebody come in to clean my house, you know, but for some reason, I can't find anybody to come clean or come clean the way I want them to because I'm not going to come pay you to come clean and do level B and level C clean. And why am I paying you money to do level B and C clean? And absolutely not. I want you to do level A cleaning. That means you need to clean the top of the fridge. That means you need to pull furniture out and clean under it. That's what that means. I mean, I'm talking clean, but their definition of clean in the States is different than, you know, Caribbean definition of clean. When you did the bookshelf and we had all those, everybody had those encyclopedias, you have to pull each book out and go and go. You don't just do it on the top and on the side. You have to pull those, you know, so that's the type of clean that, that I grew up with. And so, um... I've had to change that definition and it's like you know even doing laundry it's like you wash the whites you wash you know the darks separately from the whites you wash the towels separately and I don't think we wash towels and sheets together I think it was separate and then you hang everything out and now when I became a parent and I started and I started doing laundry for the kids I was like what who doing all of that not me who said you got to do that I wash on cold water and everything gets dumped in every color gets dumped in the whole hamper gets dumped in okay and that's what happens there and then everything gets folded um and stuff like that and the reason why I fold because then I wouldn't see a point to folding either why the reason why I fold though is because then you can actually see what you have and if you want to choose different things you don't have to go digging through everything and I fold clothes and put them vertically so for instance if you have pants and they're all folded I put them vertically so you can see the different colors and patterns of pants so you can choose what you need to. I don't put them on top of each other because then how are you going to see what's underneath and so 
Uh, that is something that I do. Um, and I started to downsize. Like I would let the show, I would get like three or four different boots for the children. Um, and then they would end up wearing the same boots all the time. So it's like, why am I even doing that? You wear the same boots. I wear the same boots. I would have, I have different boots and mostly I wear, you know, one or two, but I have like six different pairs of boots, <laughs> you know, so you pull them on, you know, every so once in a while, it's like, oh, okay, I'll wear this one or that one. But for the most part, I wear, you know, one of two different types of do two different pairs of boots the whole winter <laughs> um and for the longest while I wore the same pair of boots for years like for over a decade and it's because it was made very well and I still have them and so I wear the same pair of boots every winter every winter even though I have other boots because <laughs> it's comfortable and it's warm and so why am I going to wear you know so and if it gets snow on it or if it gets a little wet I don't care um, so rather than wear something else, like, oh, you got wet, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, it's definitely been, as I said, something that I've seen and, um, and that listen to these people, how they talk about the shame and how they're not like typical and this and that. And I'm like, you know, I just thank God for how he made me because from a child, I did not see anything wrong with myself. I saw something wrong with everybody else that they expected me to be this one way. Um, and I think that's what has helped me in parenting my children because I could easily be like, oh, okay, not easily because until I understood certain things was not purposeful and it actually was a neuro situation or a brain situation that you know um like for instance and to understand that I have my own needs too um like yesterday we went out somewhere and my daughter started talking and she like and and it also has given me language for things because things that I would do or that I needed or that happened to me I would explain it by how it how it felt with the words that I had but to come to find out that there's actual language for the things that I have been encountering has been interesting and um and to also realize that for my children as well and one of the terms that they use for autism is timing and where you know whether you may do a repetitive motion over and over again and to get you know the excess energy or anxiety that you have out somehow um and and so and how they were talking about it could be verbal I'm like oh my god my daughter will sit behind she sits directly behind me in the van and she'll just be talking talk, not talking to anybody just talking 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 oh and she'll spend that whole time just talking talking and then me that's annoying to be hearing you just talking the whole time so i'll be like child i need you to be quiet and talk to yourself in your head please i talk to myself out loud too but when somebody else is doing it it it's like no stop <laughs> you know because i'm talking to myself in my head and you're disturbing me you know type of a thing so um so she started talking now so she has you know situated herself it's usually if she's feeling anxiety you'll hear that so in the past year i would say she's become you know more calm and settled thank god um and she doesn't go off and deregulate too much like she used to so much just simple little things man and it would take a while to get her back on regulated state but now uh, she is she you know it does she it does much better with that um she used to bite her nails i realized recently that she doesn't like her nails have been growing long i'm like well that's interesting because i've never had to cut her fingernails because she would bite her nails but now i look at her I'm like wait your nails are getting long so i have to clip her nails now so she's gotten rid of, of that um and so but that came on her own 
because I never told nobody else. It's like, okay, that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's what you do. That's what you do. It's, I mean, not biting them down to the nubs and making them bleed like I saw some people do when I was a child. That looked painful. She wasn't doing that, so I was like, eh. Um, and so it's like you know, and she stopped talking. Like I don't have to tell her to stop. So yesterday when she did, I'm like, oh no, is it coming back? <laughs> She was trying to, and then I'm like, I, I need you to be quiet because what I was trying to do, we had to take an hour and a half drive to go pick something up and I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, uh, just do it and get it done with. So I was getting on the road and everything like that. We had left later than I anticipated leaving, which means we're going to get back later than I anticipated. And I was like, oh, let's just do it and get it done with. So as I was like, I need you to be quiet, please. So I just, I didn't even hear what she said. And then I was like, so I took my, and I had to get myself situated internally. You know, get myself situated internally. And then in, in my head, I was like, wait, she was, it didn't sound like she was talking to herself. It sounded like she was trying to tell me something. So then once I got myself situated internally and such, got myself regulated, then I said to her, because I could have just, you know, kept getting irritated and I would have just kept getting irritated that we're out here and this and, and I don't want to, you know, drive all the way that way. And then that's pretty much a three hour round trip and, you know, type of a thing. And by the time we get back, it'll be almost dark and, you know, this whole thing. And so, um, so then I was like, so I was able to stop and be like, were you saying we were at a stoplight? And I, because one of the things that I do is I'll start playing an audio book or I'll listen to like a message on YouTube or something like that, you know, so I can get myself calmed down um, and get all that extra energy out myself. Um, because until then, I am not going to respond. I'm going to react. <laughs> and so once I got, I took a few minutes, got there, and then I said, you know, I pulled one the earphone out and I said, were you trying to say something? So she didn't say anything. I'm like, were you trying to say something? Were you talking to me? And she said, yes. And I'm like, okay, so what were you saying? And she didn't say anything. I'm like, child, what were you saying? You said you were saying something to me. What was it? And then she didn't say anything. I'm like, were you talking to me? Were you saying something to me? Yes. Well, what was it? So after another minute or two, she said, I don't remember. No, because I asked her because that's one of the things with her memory. And she has been diagnosed with autism, which I knew she had autism. That's why I got her um, looked at or we did a consult with the psychiatrist but or the psychologist. And, and I believe she has maybe ADD as well. I mean, I know she does, and but I haven't gone for a diagnosis for that because why? I just wanted to confirm what I already knew with the one thing. It's not going to do anything because I homeschool, and what I do is I deal with the different the different symptoms. That's what I do. Okay, you have this symptom. This is what we need to do, like, to work with that um, and for me to help you to understand your brain and what you need as far as support and for me to be able to support you. That's all that I look at because you can't look at one person with autism and another person with autism and they are exactly the same. So the diagnosis isn't relevant to me. Um, it would be if we were using, you know, the school system or whatever, you know, for assistance with that, but I do all that stuff myself. And so, um, which has proven the best thing. Um, and she has come a long way I mean really wow I mean I think about the early days man 
But the frustrating thing for me is I have another daughter that to me has the same situation that she did when she was younger. And I remember how much work I had to put into her. And it's exhausting to me to have to do that again. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, but um, but it it worked. And so I know what works. I just need to uh, do it and <laughs> get to the emotional. And I'm getting there, getting to that emotional state and everything where it's like, okay, you know what you need to do. Let's get this get geared up that we can do it consistently. And so um, that's part of me taking that year for myself as well, because I know what I need to do to get her to also get to that place that she is at, um, that her older sister is at. And so, um, and then I have multiple children, as I said, I have another child, not as um, intense as the one that I'm talking about, but still needs that extra. And so it's like that it takes a lot out of me. To, to do it you know and then I have my youngest that has a disability so it's like and she needs everything you know so it's like it's a lot it's a lot and so um I have intentionally and continue to intentionally and will continue to intentionally give myself grace I put myself first as far as other people's expectations and I will definitely communicate very clearly that if something is an issue and if you're not hearing me, I'm going to communicate another way. And if you're still not hearing me, then we just need to cut this here. We need to cut this. There needs to be a separation because what I'm not fitting to do is put myself in situations where I'm going to be stressed or overwhelmed when I know that I already have a lot that I need to do and deal with and I need to be in the best place that I can be so I can be the parent that I need to be. And when I'm taking on other people's stuff and, you know, and stuff that leads to irritation, stuff that leads to overstimulation, stuff that leads to overwhelm that I don't need to take on. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I make no apologies for it. I know I have said things to people that have been blunt and may have sounded mean and kind of heartless. And honestly, I have to tell you, I don't care because I do try to say it nice the first time. And whether you try to, where you fit in to listen or not, that's up to you. Because if I say it nice and you don't listen and you do your whatever you want, then I'm going to say it blunt. And if your feelings get hurt, then they get hurt. Because what I'm not fitting to do is put myself in certain situations. I need to be you know, at the best place that I need to be for myself and I need to be at the best best place that I need to be to parent my children the way that they need to be parented. And that takes so much out of me and I'm not fitting to be messing around. I'm not fitting to be messing around having anything else pulled from me that I need to reserve for them and need to reserve for myself. And I make no apologies about that at all. <laughs> and so, um, so... One of the things, as I said, that I wanted to do this year is focus on the cleaning, get to the house, you know, so it is, it is a certain way. And I tried, man. I tr I said, okay, I'm going to bring somebody in and okay, if they just do level B cleaning, I'm not paying a whole bunch of money for that, but that'll be fine. But I'm only paying this much. I found somebody, then they bailed on me. um, And then, well, I found two people that said, and then they bailed on me. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> that's not going to work. And I'm like, but it still needs to be done. And so I developed uh, a rhythm that, you know, and I'm still in development of it, a rhythm that had to work for me. Like the house needs to be more tidy and clean so it doesn't get to the point where I have to spend a whole bunch of time, time to, a whole bunch of time decluttering and cleaning and things getting piled up. 
And so there are some different ways that I'm dealing with. As I said, I'm going to put that in another recording because that's a whole, a whole nother subject. <laughs> and, but I decided to do that. And as far as, you know, work things that I have to do, I decided to do that. Well, I'm going to work these particular days so that I don't, because one of the things, as I said, with the cleaning and the stuff is, and what I realized, because as I'm listening to these people with ADD and with um, autism, adults, I'm like, a lot of the stuff they're saying, I resonate with. And a lot of the things that they say, it makes me understand my children better. And it actually, I don't present the same way that they're saying, because I see things differently. I don't see things as there's something wrong with me because I don't do things like everybody else. I don't, I don't need to. And I'm different and I know that and I own it. So I don't feel any shame about it. I don't feel like I'm less than at all because of it or anything like that. Whereas you find with most people, they take that route where they feel less than, they feel like they have to be this way, like everybody else is. And if they're not, then they, you know, they feel, you know, shame and, and, and they degrade themselves. And I'm like, I have never done that to myself. And I think that's, and so for a, a bit, I was like, well, then I'm not because that's what their thought process is. But I'm like, it's just a different way of thinking about things. I could very well, you know, be diagnosed with autism or ADD because I do have a lot of the, the, um, the, um, the characteristics in different things. I really do. <laughs> I really do. And, and, but the difference is that I don't shame myself and I don't turn that towards me. Like, oh, I don't, you know, one person was talking about directional dyslexia and how they don't understand certain things. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't, well, I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I have directional dyslexia, but what they are saying that they need is the same thing that I need. Do not tell me north, south, east, and I, I have no idea what direction any of those is. What I do need you to tell me, but I know how to speak up for myself. And that's what I've always done. You're telling me, I'm like, don't even, and then people be trying to explain this. Like, just give me the address so I can put it in Google, please. <laughs> because you're trying to explain to me and you're talking and I have, and I am, I am zoning out is what's happening. I'm zoning out. Um, they'd be like, go west here to left or right. This is where I'm facing. I'm seeing McDonald's on my left. I'm facing McDonald's and I'm seeing it on my left. Which way should I go, left or right? Give me landmarks. <laughs> you know, that's what I need. Don't tell me this street and that. Mm, no, totally not, not the way that I comprehend it. <laughs> so I will speak up for myself and say, yeah, that, no, this is what I need you to do for me. This is how I'm going to be able to understand that. <laughs> and so I speak up for myself very well. And that didn't come because it was done for me it's become it came from me understanding that I was different understanding that I did not do things or think in a typical way and so therefore I had to be an advocate for myself so that I won't be sitting here like you know and wasting time pretty much like for instance I am not a chatty person like if you're gonna call me that means you have a question or you trying or you need my help with something. I am not for the chit chat. I, I find it kind of irrelevant, you know, so it's like, because after a bit, maybe after five minutes, I am really zoning out of the conversation if there's not some type of purpose to it. And if it's just a iteration of the same thing over and over again, 
I'm offering solutions like, well, what about this or what about that? And if you're not trying to hear solutions, but you just want to, you know, or if you just say you just want to vent, okay, but I'll hear you, but I'm still going to offer solutions and I'll hear you vent the ones, but I'm not going to sit here over and over and over and over and over again because I'm going to start to offer solutions. And if I see that I'm offering solutions and you're dismissing them, then why are we even having a conversation? You need, to, and I have said to you know people before, I don't think that I'm the one that you should be talking to about this because you know that what you want from this conversation is not something that I'm going to give. <laughs> now, if you want this. If you want a point of view, if you want some advice, if you want a third party to be able to listen to this and this and then give you a different point of view or an all-around point of view, then I am your girl. Hi, I'm your girl for that. If you want to hear about the, the psychological part, because I'm all about the, the mind and the brain and, and the psyche. If you want to hear my take on that, then I am your girl. Okay? If you just want to lament and you know how girls do that girlfriend talking, mm, I'm not your girl for that. I'm not your girl for that. I am not. <laughs> not your girl for that. Um, because once I hear the same thing over again and I, and I know that I've said, well, why don't you try this and you don't do it or you say that you don't want to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't you want to do it? Because aren't you having an issue? So why would you sit there still having the same issue and there's a solution? I don't understand this. No comprehending this, 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 this path that you are on <laughs> and if that's the case and you don't want that then why are we having this conversation <laughs> you know <laughs> then why are we having this conversation because then you want something for this conversation that i am not interested in and so therefore you need to talk to somebody else <laughs> you need to talk to somebody else if that's what you're looking for because it's like at the end of this, we should be accomplishing something. And if we're not accomplishing anything, then why are we here? <laughs> you know, so I don't need that type of communication. I don't need somebody to be like, hey, how are you? And and touching base with me like that. I'm just, I'm not that type of person. Um, Like, I am not, <laughs> you know. And so um, I had somebody that was sending me, you know, sometimes people will send you, have a great day and stuff like that. I honestly find those things annoying because all I'm seeing is that there are unread messages and I'm thinking that this is actually something that I either need to respond to or, or give attention to and all you're doing is is uh is uh, is electric version of small talk and I'm like okay let me so I've taken my time to read this and I don't need this type of communication and I try not to I don't say anything because I'm hoping that that will dissuade them from doing it but it just became too much at one point that day that I'm talking about it just like that happened and then something else happened and then people just at you know you know and I'm like all these different things coming at me and I had to be like look I do not need this type of com this type of communication I actually don't read these things so I would appreciate if you don't send them to me <laughs> and it's like sometimes you I mean it's like you don't want to hurt people's feelings stuff but it's like look I think people need to ask people things before they assume things because maybe that's what you need or what you would like, but that doesn't mean that's what I need or what I would like. And a lot of times we respond to people um, in ways that we want them to respond to us and that's actually not what they need um, or that is being supportive and what you're actually doing is putting more on a person's plate. Um, you know, there was somebody who was giving... You know, gifts to my kids and 
and I, you know, and I said, well, this is what I need to do. All you need to do is just send them money. You know, they can get themselves a little ice cream. It's a little five dollars. They can get themselves an ice cream or something that you know they want or what, and they can choose what they want. This person decided to still send them something that they wanted to send them and i'm like look so then i had to be a little bit more blunt and i said you don't understand our family dynamic you don't understand where the children are developmentally and you don't understand our family culture so if you want to give them something either run it by me or just give them money <laughs> they have their own debit cards you can put money on there like give them you know three dollars or they can just get themselves a you know ice cream or whatever um do that they decided to still do the same thing over again this happened like three times because i have four children that have birthdays within the the first quarter of the year and so it was like you know and every time they did something i had to turn around and fix it where they sent something i had to go and return it and then get something that they actually you know they would use and I'm like, because I'm saying to myself, what's this about? Is this about that you want to do something for them? Or is this about you want to do something and this is about you? Because it can't be about them because I already told you what what would be beneficial if it's about them. So this is not about them. So if this is not about them, then why are we even doing this? I prefer for you not to send anything, you know? And so it just kept happening. So I'm at this point where I'm going to get ready to be like, all you need to do is send a card. That's it. They'll send the card and that's it. And that's what is going to be communicated. Because if you're not listening to me and you don't understand that what you're doing is putting more work on me is what you're doing. Because you send something that we can't use. And when they sent the final thing for the child that had the last birthday of the beginning of the year, because the last child's birthday is more towards the, the, towards the end of the year, along with my birthday is they did send something that would kind of be useful but it wouldn't have been the best because i gave them some options and so they chose that but it you know that's not the option that would have been the best as far as their interests go not only that but um the what they sent was something that whenever i get them that kind of item i have to check the space that it takes because we only have a certain amount of space in our in our house to do certain things to to do certain projects and so that's something that i always look and i know what the dimensions are so they didn't check with me so they sent it and i looked at the dimensions and i told them you know we can't use this because we only have a certain amount of space to do this and these are way beyond those those dimensions but if you one of the things i said is if you want to give them something you need to check with me they didn't check with me so i'm like this is obviously not about them. This is about you because you're not understanding what the need is and you're not understanding the way or you're understanding it and choosing to ignore how you can be supportive because you want to do your own thing. And I find that to be a problem because now what you have given me is extra work because now I have to donate these things. I have to pack them up and go donate them somewhere. You know, or I have to, in two instances, I had to return things and then get things that actually would and be like, okay, this is from this person. And it's like, you've given me extra work and I don't need no extra work. I don't need no extra work, you know? And as I said, people need to listen to others when they tell them what they need and not make assumptions. And you, and people need to check themselves. What is this really about? Is this about the person or is this about you? And so, um, so that was a definitely something that I had to deal with and, and it was causing me like 
you know, as I said, that you're you're adding you're adding stress to my life, and and I I'm not about to stress. So my solution now is going to be you don't need to send anything. Other, you know, if you want to send a card, send a card because we do keep bills and they put them in their keepsake box. But as far as gifts, don't <laughs> because if you are not going to be supportive in the way that I said and how I need it to be done, and I don't care what your thoughts are about that. But I have already communicated it several times. And if you're going to choose to not do it, that's your, and I don't care why, that's that's your business. But then this is what the solution is going to be. Don't send anything. Don't send anything then. <laughs> that's what the solution is going to be. And so I've had to get really much more, I don't know how to get more bolder, but I've had to be more bold and more blunt about things because I realized that if I don't, then that stuff, you know, carries within me because for instance, with the, the, the thing with the text is like, so I'm looking at it and I have to delete it or I'm seeing these emails and I have to delete them. So you're giving me extra stuff to do. It's like, I, you know, I, I unsubscribe to things like with the, just unsubscribe, unsubscribe, because if I buy something from your company, I don't want to see a whole bunch of emails about this and about that. It's like, you're just too many things coming at me. Why are you you know one or you have these notifications on your phone this sale is happening i don't care if i wanted to know about it then i would go on your website and find out it's like sometimes you see emails from a particular company and they have sent in like three or four emails in a week it's like why are you sending me all these emails and then i have to go through and delete them and weed through them and delete them now you give me extra stuff to do man come on <laughs> you know and so it's like um for me to keep my space quiet has been paramount to realize when I'm getting to a place of deregulation myself and overwhelm so that I don't have like a meltdown where all my sensory input, etc., are just starting to shut down like I see happen in my kids. Now it doesn't happen for me like that, you know, but I do need to get away. I need to get away, get to my room and it may take me a little bit to get there it just depends I may need like sometimes maybe a few days sometimes I need a few days so it has really opened my eyes to the things that they struggle with I also have struggles with those things it just didn't look the same way <laughs> um because I don't just blank out my brain stops work my brain is always going <laughs> you know so it's like um because I'm, I'm a one of those people that are like um a solver like okay how can we solve it okay what do we need to do this is happening okay what do we need to do let's research this and and come up with the right solution <laughs> you know so that's how my brain works so it doesn't happen the same way and so but the underlining part of it there are threads of that that is the same and my need to separate myself so that i can recharge and the fact that I have a need to recharge not just every day but multiple points throughout the day I've had to situate my mornings a certain way and I know there's a certain need that I have and I'm like why do I have that need and actually listen to these people actually puts words where it's like oh that's what that is wow I, did, I didn't know you know so I was like wow you know maybe I should get myself um looked at <laughs> which I actually did contact him do he didn't get back to me I'm like you know so what am I going to do with it? Then people say I have autism. Okay. And <laughs> the thing is that I 
I already know myself so well and I know the things that I need. I know the support that I need and I give that to myself. I always have. I don't wait for somebody to give it to me. I don't look for anybody to give it to me. If I that's what I need, I will tell you. That's what I need. Like, you ask me to do something, my first thing is going to be no or maybe, but it's going to be on the, on the negative side as far as negative as in no. And then I'm going to think about it because I have to go through and I have to determine Okay, these are the items. Is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I should do? Is this something that I even should be doing? That is this any of my business? Because that's because something, and I, you know, you realize as you get older, you could be doing something and it's a good thing to do, but that's not a thing for you to be doing, whether at all or in this season. Like for instance, Meals on Wheels. I love doing Meals on Wheels. And then it became a struggle. It became a struggle because when my daughter went back on the G-Tube, she has her feeds and her feeds go a certain amount of time because there has to be certain breaks in the midst of her feeds so that, you know, she can get her the air up from her stomach. It can burp out without throwing up and, you know, give her some time to adjust to the food that just went in and then give her a little break, 20 minutes. And then, you know, so she has three sets of feeds a day. And in that each set go has three sets. So it'll run for like 15 minutes and then give her a 20 minute break. And then it'll run or it'll run for 20 minutes, give her a 15 minute break. Then it'll run for another 20 minutes, give her a 15 minute break. And then it'll run for another 20 minutes and give, and then she's done. And then three hours later, again, same thing. And then three hours later, at the end of the day, same thing. So, and I've had to figure out that balance so that she doesn't end up throwing up. And she still throws up at times. Or what do I need to do? Do I need to give her the gas medication while she's eating? Or do I need to give her gas medication first? Let's sit for 10 minutes and then start to feed her so it takes care of that air that's in there. And then what works? And some things may work at one point and don't work at another point. Do I have to give her the gas medication every time she eats? Most of the times I don't. But I think she actually just threw up. So I'm going to go down there and check because <laughs> I heard something. And I didn't give her the gas medication. Most of the time, I don't need to, but sometimes I do. And I don't want to be giving it to her all the time. So if I can give it to her less, I will. But sometimes I need to give it to her a little more. If she has caught something, she needs to have antacid for a few days while she's getting over that. And then you can wean her back off of the antacid because her, her regurgitation reflex takes over at that point in time. And that's something that I had to learn and so just different things like that you know and that's you know as I said I have an elderly dog as I mentioned in the last recording I just realized that <laughs> he's about to be 14 years old I take off because he has to wear belly bands because he tries to mark everything so him and my other male dog, they both do the same thing. They'll just lift their leg on anything and go pee. And we're not fitting to have that. So I have they have to wear belly bands continuously. So I take the belly bands off and I let them go to the bathroom. He's walking off as I took the belly band off. And all I'm seeing is pee dribbling on the floor. He doesn't even realize he's peeing. I'm like, okay, so this is what it is to have an elderly dog. Alrighty. And so I'm dealing with that now. I'm dealing with a dog that doesn't know that he's peeing because <laughs> he just walking nonchalantly. I'm dealing with a dog that try goes to the bathroom to poop 
and, and then he's not finished. And so he'll go out of the bathroom area because they use the litter box. That's what they do. I have small dogs and they use the litter box and they use the, the litter boxes in the, in the utility area. And then they go into the den area and I'll see that he took a dump because he wasn't finished going to the bathroom and whether he did not feel the sensation that he still needed to go. And then all of a sudden the sensation hit him and he just, he just crouched right there and took a dump in the middle of the floor. And that has been happening for like a while, not quite a year, but yeah. And to realize that he's not doing it because at first I thought he was doing it on purpose, but he's not. <laughs> he went to the bathroom. He did do a little something, but then the urge hit him again and he just crouched right there and did it. And as if nothing, you know, he was walking off and peas just dribbling. And it's like, and he doesn't even realize it. It's, it's like, wow. So now I, I have an elderly dog that I have to, you know, cater to like that. It's like, so I'm like, yeah, I have a lot going on. Okay. I have a lot going on and it's fine. That's my life. But that means I'm going to be very adamant about the support that I need in those areas. I'm going to give myself grace with the struggles that I have because there is so much that I have to do. And if this particular thing overwhelms me, and when they talk about um, uh, demand, demand, defiance, something, basically what it is is somebody asks you to do something and because they ask you to do it and there's an expectation, you can't do it. Not that you can't do it, but you get... Um, kind of short-circuited you start to have anxiety um you start to think about different things and and I realized that that's what happens with my kids and I didn't realize it until I heard this and heard it explain and until I started to realize certain characteristics of myself the thing with the house cleaning is not that I cannot clean the house I can and I can clean it very well but what I think about is my daughter has to be on her feet it's going to take me this time to clean because I know how long it takes me to clean because I know how I get. I think about the fact that I'm going to have to have a break. If I clean this house the way that I clean it, I want to be here and be cleaning this house for like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks until it's clean. So I had to find a way and I'm still in the midst of that. How can I do this? Because it needs to be done and I want to do it. But when I think about it, it does cause anxiety because I'm thinking about how much time it's going to take me to get the house clean to my standards. So one of the things that I had to start to do is I had to start to be like, okay, hacker, you're going to give yourself a time, time frame. And that's what I did the last time I cleaned, which was about a month ago, because I wanted to be the first week of every month and I would clean the first floor Monday, the second floor Tuesday, I mean Wednesday, give myself a day break. Tuesday is a break and then Wednesday clean the second floor and then uh, Thursday is a break and then Friday clean the bottom floor or third floor whatever because we have three floors and then I'm going to give myself a timetable this is what I'm going to do we have this many rooms upstairs this is you're going to give yourself two hours to clean so that means you can give yourself 20 minutes in this room 20 minutes in that room because those rooms aren't you know messy the kids rooms are the cleanest rooms in the house <laughs> most tidy rooms so 20 minutes you dust you sweep you mop boom done you have 20 minutes for each of those rooms then you have to do the hallway you have to do the bathroom the bathroom will take a little longer you know you get so that's 40 minutes gone you're going to give yourself 40 minutes for that so that's 80 minutes 
bathroom. That means you can't be sitting here ruminating like, oh, now the door needs to clean. Look at the door and look at the mirror. No, 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 no. Hit the, hit the main spots. The toilet, the tub, the sink, and the floor. You got 40 minutes. Get that done. And you know the tub, you're going to have to, you know, while you're doing the hallway, you spray down the tub so it can loosen up the grime because you know you're going to have to do the tub at least two times. At least two times to get it, you know, at least, you know, 90%. 80%. And then if you don't get to the mirror, that's fine, girl. Move on. Then your room, you know, you're going to have to declutter. You're going to have to move stuff. And that's because your room has the most stuff and is the dustiest because you have the bird in here and stuff. So that means you did, that's what that was. 40 minutes, another 40 minutes, 80 minutes. So you have 30, 40 minutes for your room. That's the rest of the, the two hours. 40 minutes for your room you have. So that means you need to zip, dust real quick, sweep, mop, do this, the vanity, and there you go, girl. And whatever you get done during that time. Now, last month was my first month doing it. And I went over by an hour on the top floor the first day. Which was fine because I had extra decluttering and stuff to do in my room. Which is this is what happened. I did the living room. And I didn't even get the whole living room done. The only thing I ended up doing in the living room is the floors and decluttering. Because I had the half bat to do. The living, well, the floor with the living room is the living room, the half bath, the kitchen. And so all I got to do was the floors. I swept and I mopped the floors and I wiped down the table in the kitchen and I did the half bath and that all took me two hours. <laughs> so I didn't even have time to dust and wipe down surfaces. So, but I said, okay, two hours, that's your limit. That's what you said. So whatever you got done, you got done. But this time, what I'm going to do is we're going to skip those areas. We're going to do the table, but we're going to skip the floors. We're just going to sweep because we mopped it the last time. And we're going to dead it. And then we're just going to do a quick swish, swish, swish in the half bath because we just cleaned the half bath a, a month ago and it like, you know, it's filthy. And then we're going to concentrate now on doing the surfaces, the fan blades that we did not get to. That's what we're going to concentrate on this time. The surfaces and then we, the fridge, the microwave, wipe down the surface of the fridge, wipe down the top of the fridge, wipe down the, the inside of the microwave, wipe down the inside of the stove. Because you didn't get to any of that last month. So that's what you're going to focus on this month. And you got two hours. And that's what I've had to do. That's what I've had to do because I will literally be here all day cleaning one floor of the house all day. And I had to put limits on myself and say, okay, Afra, it has, you're going to get it to where it's good enough. And that's going to be fine. Because the main thing is that it's clean enough. That's the main thing. That's what your goal is right now in this season, that it's clean enough. And if you get to the point where you can actually get somebody to come in and help you, that's different. Because what I wanted to do is have somebody come in and help me and they could work with me. Okay, you wipe down all the surfaces. I'm going to do the floors and you move to the next room, do all the surfaces. And then I'm going to do the floor, come behind you and do the floors and have somebody partner with me to do that. You know, they were supposed to help me fold the clothes and because I have, there are six of us. And I have to fold all those clothes. And I said, you know, these kids are older now. I can show them how to fold their own clothes and it may not be perfect. And you're going to have to downgrade your expectation because I like things neat. 
neat and tidy. You have to downgrade your expectations and you're going to have to work with them for the first few months so that they get it and how to do it the way that you like at least 80%. And so that then, because that's what happened with, we started with the underwear. A year ago, I started having them do their own underwear. You take your underwear out of the laundry basket, you put it, you know, right side out, you smooth it out and then you take the next one, put it on and piles on top of each other and go put it in your underwear drawer. And so now they, they can do that on their own. So now we add the next element. They're going to do their shirts and their pants. And we did it last month. And I realized I'm going to have to sit with them at least for two more months so they can really get it and be able to do it on their own. But once that happens, then the only thing that I need to do is my laundry and my youngest laundry. And what I may end up having them do is them to take turns on doing my youngest clothes. And once they get it and they have it down packed, I can like there, there are four of them. It's like, okay, this month, you're going to do her her clothes too. Okay, the next month, the next one. So that means out of the whole year, each of them will have to have done it three times. <laughs> you know? And so, because I'm like, why am I sitting here for all these clothes? I can show y'all how to do it. Because we don't have somebody coming in to help me. And this is a lot of clothes to fold. Because I do laundry once a month. Once a month, I do laundry. Yesterday and the day before, I did all the kids' laundry. So now I have to sit down with each of them and, and you know, make sure that they're folding it correctly and everything like that. Once a month. So everybody having enough underwear and everything that it could get done once a month. Rather than me looking at it and be like, oh, no, I got to do that laundry. No, because that's what starts to cause the overwhelm. So I've had to figure ways where it will be something that's not causing me stress and overwhelmed with everything else that I have to do every day. Today, I didn't intend to go anywhere. Then one of the kittens that we are fostering, a newborn that's just a week old, just suddenly started not eating. And so we had to go and I had to go take her, you know, into the the, the rescue so that their vet can see her. And, and yeah, so that's something that I didn't intend to do, you know? So it's like thing, you know, pop up and then, okay, we have to do that. So it's just, things happen but I keep our lives very simple as well we don't have any obligations and then also being realistic about what can and cannot happen I saw a couple of um activities at the library that we went to one of it was embroidery and I said oh my daughter can my oldest can do that I'll be fun for her well I said it'll be fun for her to do and then I signed her up and then I'm like wait a minute then I saw her struggling with how to, when, when I was watching her put deodorant on and I saw that she had the deodorant in her hand and instead of putting, you know how when everybody, so like if you put deodorant on and you put your clothes on already, what you do, you go up underneath your shirt and you just wipe it on your arm. I saw her struggling to pull the shoulder, her, her the shirt off of her shoulder, take her whole arm out through the neck hole while she still was holding the deodorant in that same hand I don't know why she didn't put it down and, and get situated but and I saw her do this and take her arm out through the neck hole and then I saw her trying to figure out how to position her hand so she can wipe it and she's been doing her own deodorant for a, over a year now and I said wow and I said I don't think this is going to work <laughs> because what I can see happening is us going they're going to do that class based on neurotypical children and what I can see happening is we go to that class and by the end of the class most of the children getting it and by the end of the class she she has only gotten step one that's what I can see happening and I've seen that happen before 
So I'm like, well, I'm going to cancel it. Because and then we're going to look for something for her to do at home because I don't even know if she can do it. I tried to teach her latch hooking and that did not work because her fine motor skills are, are dysfunctional, to put it in that way. And I, I, that's not the word I want to use. So I'm trying to come up with a word. Are way off than the typical. Like she is nine and just learned how to use a scissors. And I had to work with her on that because she didn't know how to move, to place her hand. And it was really interesting. And I knew it would take her a while. That's why when I started it like three years ago and I saw what was happening, I'm like, okay, this is this, this not going to work. And then I'm like, okay, let's try again now. You know, she's almost 10, almost in the double digits. Let's, let's try again. And I had to literally position my hand in the same direction as her so she can see how I was turning my hand. And even then she was still struggling. And I'm like, I don't even know that she can do the embroidery, but it would be better for us to do it at home because at least that way, if I see, I can see how she is struggling. If she's struggling, I can see how she is and I can come up with, okay, this is the way to do it. This is the, the tip that you can use. And if she can't do it to be like, okay, well, I think we need to try something else. Rather than for her to realize that by seeing other children able to do different things and that she can't and that she can't. But if I can, if I see that, okay, yeah, you can do it. We just need to practice or, oh yeah, we're going to try this at another time, maybe in another year or two, because I'll be able to see based on what she's doing that can she get it or not at this time. And who knows if she'll she'll ever get it. Like I was showing her that the latch hook, I figured it was simple. It is, but she just couldn't get it. Too many steps. Too many steps and, you know, things to remember. Like you put the thing in, then you wrap it, then you, you know, make sure the, the um, hinge thing is this way. And it was too many, too many steps. And then you have to do it for everyone. And then you, in addition to that, you have to make sure that you're putting the right color. You have to look at the color. You have to look at the picture so you can make sure that you're putting the color. Too many steps, too many steps. So it really has opened my eyes to realize that we struggle with the same things. It just looks different because my personality and mindset is different. I don't, as I said, I don't feel ashamed about it. I don't feel ashamed. Like I have to use a calculator. Like I, simple math done in my head. I start getting confused. Like, wait, this, the simplest things for me are when I can say, okay, a dollar is 10 cents. And then, so you take the eight, the eight dimes, and then you take, you know, the three from the one dime that equals, I have to go through this whole thing in my head to be, you know, doing math by my head. And I just use a calculator. It's like, I'm going to use a calculator because that'll make sure that it's accurate then but if I don't have a calculator then I have to go through this whole thing and it goes in in patterns for me like if I'm trying to as I said do something from you know a dollar or to change that comes from a dollar then I, I know that a dollar is 10 dimes and so okay we have the seven dimes so if it's 27 from the dimes it's like okay so you still have seven dimes which is 70 and then you know so that means you take the two dimes away, but then you have one dime left and you take the seven from that dime, that's three coins. So that means, you know, that's 
you know, so then it fits. So that's what I, that's what I have to do in my head. That's how I have to do it. <laughs> so, um, so I, I understand and it gives me, and it has given me compassion actually to realize that, as I said, even though it doesn't look the same way, like to realize that when I asked her to do something and to a certain point, it's like her brain has, you know, been like, I've been trying this and it hasn't been working. I am shutting down now. And she keeps coming back with the same repetitive stuff that I have to be like, okay, her brain has had enough. And I'll tell her, I'll use that same language. It looks like your brain is tired now. And it's not, you know, going to comprehend anymore for you to be able to, to get this or process anymore. So I think your brain needs a break. And so, you know, we're going to put this on hold and we'll continue it tomorrow. And I'll give her that language so that she understands that language. It's not there. There's something wrong with you. You can't get it. No, your brain. This is how your brain works. And your brain is saying right now because you're doing the same thing over and over again. And you're doing things that I know, like with Matt, you're doing things that I know you know how to do, but you're not doing it correctly. And I can tell that you're not thinking about what you're doing. So your brain seems to be tired and need a break. So we're going to give it this break because I had to do I had to do that for I do that for myself I have to do that for myself I have to understand that and had because it's something that happened previously and even though we're a year post it's still happening so I don't know if it's a temporary thing and it'll change or not I'm grateful for it because it may it has helped me to understand my kids things that I would think that they're doing purposefully I understand now and it's by listening to these people realizing that I have a lot in common with these people like I didn't wouldn't think that I had any autism traits until I'm hearing these people I'm like and they're adults like I wouldn't think like based on a child that but I'm hearing adults saying certain things like wow I do that too <laughs> you know I'm hearing listen to this book about this um, woman with ADD talk about hyper focus and how she'll sit there for hours like researching a certain thing because it piques her interest and she wants to get an answer and help. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, you have done that so many times. I built a website for one of my, uh, it was my previous client at that time, my current client now again, but I sat there for hours into like four o'clock in the morning, building a website, doing the research and everything to be able to turn like, here you go the day, the next day, because they needed it. And there wasn't looking, it wasn't needed to be updated. And I'm like, okay. And I, I remember, I mean, and that's, and I, that's not the first time I've done that. Like I'll sit there hour, hour upon hour, upon hour, upon focusing on, and I've done it. I just did it last week where I wanted to get the surgery and I got the one, the baby lock. And I thought that that would be enough to doesn't come find out because I didn't have enough experience with, you know, baby lock versus surgery and what my actual needs were. I got the baby lock. It turns out that that wasn't going to be what I needed based on what I wanted to be able, the versatility of what I wanted to be able to do. I sat there for two, at least two hours, you know, on Facebook marketplace, looking at the different ones that were offered for sale and then looking at the, the model number and then Googling the ratings and not just the ratings, but looking and how many people did the ratings, ratings based on how many people and the reviews and then looking at the reviews and seeing different things that people saw, not just the reviews that were good, but the reviews that weren't good. 
you know, and different things and looking at the features of it and being able like finding out that, oh, even though they all have where they can do four different threads, that the one that I was looking at and kind of lean toward, you can only do three or four um, over uh, over stitches, oh, whatever you call it, overlock stitches, mm -hmm. serge or stitches, whatever it's called. That one can only do three or four. And the other one that I was looking at, and that person was further away because I was, you know, finding that too. How far away are you? And then I was offering less, you know, how much can I get you down off of your price? And then calculating, okay, you're going to go down to this price, but you're this amount of miles away. That's going to take me at least this much in gas. So by that time, I may, I may be paying that much anyway, versus if I choose somebody that's closer, and it ends up being about the same price. Like, if, for instance, if you're saying you go down to 125 and somebody closer to me says 150 and you're an hour away, that means I'm going to end up paying 10, at least $10 in gas to get to you. So if I'm paying $10 in gas to get to you and you'll do 125 that's 135 But if this person goes down to, you know, one, you know, 40 or 150 and then do I want to drive all that way? Because then I have to take into consideration my daughter and her feeds. Are we going to be in the middle of her feed? When is this person available to meet me? Is it going to be in between her feeds? Is she going to have to be, are we going to have to be driving while she's on the feed? What time are we going to get back? You know, and so I'm calculating all this. I'm going through all this. I'm sitting there for two hours researching all this. And oh, what was the kicker? The deciding factor is the person that's closer to me was only 15 minutes away. And, and then I had to take into consideration. Was it? No, the person I was looking at actually was hours away. Hers was 80. She, I talked her down to $80. And the person closer to me, hers was, I think, 175. I talked to her. She said she wouldn't go any lower than 150. The person for $80 was an hour and a half away from me. I don't even know. I think two hours. Either an hour and a half or two hours away. But for that deal, I would drive that. Because if it, if it cost me $20 in gas, then I'm paying $100. So save me 50 But then I had to look at, wait a minute. I saw what she had pictured in it. And one of the parts to hold the thread was broken off. So I'm like, wait, I have to look and I need to see if the one thread that's broken off, because I know you can, you don't have to use four threads. You can use two or three. And I'm, and I told her, I need to see if that's one of the threads that you have to use because you have thread one, two, and three and four. And if that's thread four, you don't have to use it. And I'm probably not going to be interested in doing four thread anyway. So that would be acceptable. So I found out that that was the fourth thread. So that would have been fine. But then when I Googled the model, I saw that it came with a whole bunch of accessories and stuff to help to tighten things and, and different things like that. And a couple of different, you know, presser feet. So I asked her, do you have all the accessories that come with it? And she never answered me. So, and then the other woman, so she said she used it and she couldn't figure out how to thread it. So I'm like, okay, so you're an, a novice. You don't really know this machine. And I don't know if you sew. The person that was closer to me actually sewed. She sews. She sewed her own wedding dress. I was like, wow, impressive. So that means if you are a sewer, like I will take care of my sewing machines because I am a sewer. But if you're just doing this and you decide to do it and then you decide not, you don't like, you know, people selling lens. I will never buy a secondhand lens from somebody that is not a that doesn't at least do photography as a like serious about it, because that means you will have that lens. Like I saw somebody selling lens and they didn't have any covers on them. No, red flag. You don't have any covers on the part that connects to the computer. I mean the 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 camera, and you don't have any lens on the front. 
that means dust is getting into there. That means that your lens are, are going to be messed up because that means it's not going to give sharp pictures. And if that's how you store in your stuff, then you don't really care about it. That stuff is sensitive. So I wouldn't buy it from you, but I would buy it from a person that does photography as a serious hobby or is a photographer that maybe they upgraded their stuff because I know that you take care of yourself. I don't ever house my lens without having, if it's not attached to the camera, it always will have a cover covering the back. So if I see that you're not even doing that, then then I then that's a concern to me about how you have taken care of your items. And that's what it became for the lady that was selling hers for $80. Did you just have this anywhere? Because, you know, okay, how did that one piece break? How were you storing it? Whereas this other lady had hers in pristine condition, had it threaded, everything she had the accessories she had the manual still she had the little tools to use to tighten things she had all of that still with it and that's how i have my sewing machines too i have every I have the manuals i have everything still with it because i'm serious about sewing and so i take care of my stuff my sewing stuff i take care of it I take care of my cameras and my lens i have them in um photography bags camera bags with cushions and everything. So yeah, I take care of myself because it's important and into me. So that's where it became. I will pay more because I know that when I go home, this is going to be working and this is going to be in good condition and do what I needed to do and last how I needed to last. Not only that, but when I looked it up, um, that one that she had, you can do up to two threads. You can even do a single thread and just sew with it, you know, and so it was like, oh, so that's more versatile. Whereas the other one, you can only do the minimum that you can do is three threads. And I'm like, well, that's not versatile enough. Who knows if I'm going to ever use just two threads or whatever, but I want diversity. If I'm going to spend this type of money, I want the versatility so that if I do choose to do that, that I can. And the features that it has. So that's what I mean. So I, so I do hyper-focus into things. I was sitting there. I was supposed to be getting food ready for the, the breakfast ready for the other kids. And I'm sitting there going through this. Like, okay, this. Okay, let me look over here. And okay, the reviews over here says this. And okay, the feature is this. And that's, I mean, I do that. So it, it's, it was just interesting. Like, wow, I have, it, do, it doesn't present the same way. But now I understand more. Because now that I have words to put to this about things that I actually was dealing with and I'm still dealing with. It's the same, it just looks different. So now I could understand you more because even though it looks this way for me, it's actually the same thing, but you're presenting this way, but the need and the support is the same. So it gives me more compassion. Like, oh, wow. You're not being lazy. You really do have, you know, there's something else going on there. I'm not being lazy with, that I didn't clean my house really last year. I mean, it was clean. I mean, it kept tidy enough. At points, it was like, wow. <laughs> but I said, I'm taking this year to myself. And I need to figure a way to do this that is not going to overwhelm me. That I can actually do it and stick with it. And that I'm ready emotionally and mentally to attack this beast. 
because I've tried the different things to get somebody to come and do it for me and that didn't work out. I tried to, you know, to get somebody to come help me. That didn't work out. So that means I have to do it. And if I have to do it, I need to be able to do it in a way that's sustainable. And I'm still, as I said, I'm still working on that. But I'm making good progress on it. I still wish I had somebody that can come and help me. And maybe that'll happen eventually because that'll be wonderfully awesome. But it also actually was a godsend because I'm like, you know, I like people in my house like that. Especially after going through that whole process regarding the kids and how they had to come in, you know, every month. And because, you know, my youngest was a special, you know, needs. Um, they had to come in twice a month. And so it was like just having people. I don't like people in my space like that. So that was a whole thing. That's a triggering thing for me. And not only that, it's also for my kids. So it's like, you know, having somebody in our space. So it's like, you know what? I think this just works better all the way around. I just need to figure out how I can do it so it's not overwhelming. The things I need to put in place so it's not overwhelming. And that I have my expectations set to where they need to be. That good enough is fine. It's fine. And it is. <laughs> so that's all I have right now. Because I need to get on. I need to finish this stuff that I'm doing on a computer. But this just, you know, came to me. And oh my God, almost two hours. Oh my God. Okay. Talk to you next time.